0: Welcome to the Fangirls Library, where we don't shy away from all things nerdy and sexy. Hi, this is Kristen with the Fangirls Library. Today, we are going to be interviewing a new host of the show. Ta-da! So this is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Kristen. Hello, everybody. Michelle, tell us where you hail from. Um, Well,
1: currently I hail from Chanhassen, Minnesota. uh, Also uh, formerly the home of Prince. I'm about six blocks away from uh, Paisley Park. I am mostly from Minnesota. uh, Grew up mostly in Minnesota. Lived in Wisconsin for a couple of years. Born in California, but primarily from in and around the Twin Cities. Nice. I didn't realize you were so close to Paisley Park yeah I still have yet to go there I have yet to go there and um, so we'll have to make a a pilgrimage a pilgrimage to Paisley Park
0: So I thought we'd ask you a few questions let the audience get to know you all right so tell us about what you majored in in college so I
1: I studied music. So my resume says that I have a vocal music performance degree with an emphasis in theater. Nice. Um, So I studied, obviously that means I studied voice. Um, I was going to double major in piano and then ended up with a spot of tendinitis. So dropped that double major, but um, yeah, studied Music, So I can say technically I'm classically trained, which is why I now work in corporate America. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as one one does. As one does. Those loans don't pay themselves back, do they?
0: (laughs) No, no. Very very few of us actually use that theater music degree. (laughs) I'm one of the weird ones. (laughs) And were you always a reader?
1: Yes. I, yes. Um, As far back as I can remember, I had... um, I had little golden books that my Mm -hmm. dad had. Uh, My favorite one was uh, the Pokey Little Puppy. (laughs) It's my favorite golden book. Um, I had like I had an old copy of Grimm's Fairy Tales, and I had like Peter Rabbit books, and was like reading as much as I could get my hands on at a pretty early age. Um, I think I might have been. I don't know, maybe like second grade, almost second grade, um, between like first and second grade, mm-hmm. when I read my first chapter book mm-hmm. and it was Charlotte's Web. Nice. And I remember ve- being very excited and thinking I'm so grown up because I'm reading a book that doesn't have pictures and it's so long it has chapters. <laughs> yeah, I felt very sophisticated at the age of eight. Um And I, I, all my life, I've been a reader when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and I would go to the local library. I'd ride my bike to the library because you could, and it was the mid eighties and I would go and I would typically check out like five, six, seven Mm -hmm. books at a time. And I would come back in two or three weeks and I would drop off some, usually most of them every Mm -hmm. once in a while I'd take one out again and then I'd grab another slew of books and I had the librarian stop me one time and she was like are you are you actually reading
0: all of these
1: books <laughs> and I remember thinking why would I be checking them out of the library if I'm not yeah. reading them and I um I am and she said I've just never seen a kid like repeatedly come and check out so mm-hmm. many books Um, yeah, so college didn't deter me from reading at all. Maybe being a music major most of my time (laughs) is in a practice room, not, you know, necessarily in a a textbook. So, but yeah, I have, I have always been, um, I read every day. It's part of my, like winding down at night before I go Mm -hmm. to bed. Um, and I don't have kids, so (laughs) I have the time.
0: Yeah, no, it makes it a little easier when you don't have kids. But I do have a Bella. Well, I mean, for
1: kids. But yeah. you can read. They yeah. can, yeah. you no, know. Bella they, likes to read. I'll just lay down on the couch for six hours,
0: and they're fine. So, I know you are into several fandoms. Yes. Um, I know we share an X-Files love. I've heard of that show. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, Do you want to share anything about your fandoms? I mean, were you into a show before the X-Files? um so
1: (laughs) kind of embarrassingly enough it's kind of a you know one of these things is clearly not like the others Mm -hmm. but when I was in elementary school we lived in we moved around a lot Mm -hmm. we lived in southwestern Minnesota a little farm community and I'm not a farm kid and it was like late 70s early 80s when we lived there and it was the first time that I ever like really got caught up in a current television mm-hmm. show that was on the air. And I was absolutely gobsmacked over the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, it was on at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And I had to be home to watch it. Obviously, this was well, well before... Yeah, like cable mm-hmm. and DVRs and streaming and everything. Yeah, I was fascinated. Absolutely loved the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> was very upset when Bo and Duke left and their stupid cousins came on, <laughs> and wasn't a fan of that at all. Um, I was also, as a kid, <laughs> loved watching reruns of the Monkees mm-hmm. on PBS. Um, they were my my first. Uh, I guess, boy band love. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, my family watched, we watched some you know, nighttime soap operas. So I can say that the summer of Who Shot JR was one of the longest summers of my life. And then I kind of, you know, as like, I became a teenager mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, like in high school, I was very involved in speech yeah. and theater. And so I wasn't watching a ton of mm-hmm. television. And then <clears throat> fast forward and I'm in college. And I remember fall of 93 seeing previews Mm -hmm. on the crappy little TV that I had in my apartment that had a tube blown out. So there was a black bar across the bottom of the screen. I couldn't, or at the top of the screen, excuse me, I couldn't quite see everything. And I remember seeing previews for this new show. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that looks different. So I tried it out. And that was the X-Files. And I watched the first episode and like... My mind was Mm -hmm. absolutely blown. I had never seen anything like it. And from that moment, never missed an episode. Planned vacations around airings of the episode. Took a vacation in New Orleans one year, and it happened to be uh, the week that the season, I think it might have been season five, Mm -hmm. um, was airing. We flew in on a Sunday and we took a morning flight Mm -hmm. because I wanted time in case it got delayed because I was like, we can do whatever we we want on Sunday, but we're watching the Vanilla First.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's very real.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the X Files kind of started that, I'll say it kind of, you know, like um, horror slash Mm -hmm. sci fi slash fantasy um, (laughs) fandoms that I, I, I discovered mm-hmm. since then, huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, and vampires in general. Um, I was kind of into even before it was super cool. Uh, huge, huge fan of Anne Rice. She is um, massive. She right now takes up like two like lib- or a shelf and a half of like library sized shelves in my home. Um, I am also a Hoovian. Uh, so I'm a big <laughs> Doctor Who fan. Uh, for a while, was you know really into The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fell off of that for a while, but um, also huge supernatural fan. So the dark, the twisty, the creepy, the little bit you know unusual
0: is right in my wheelhouse. You know, I um, everyone thought I was named Kristen because I was born right after Kristen shot JR. That's the only reason I know who shot JR. Totally before my time, but everyone thought that was why I was named Kristen. <laughs> wasn't at all the reason, but um and with the X-Files, I remember lying, we lived in condo, a condo and there was a landing. My parents were watching it and I was supposed to be in bed. And I laid on the landing and watched the pilot. And I was hooked. My mom wanted nothing to do with it. My dad loved it. Um, Started out watching it with him before he passed away. And then, yeah, I kept on. Never, never thought I never missed an episode. But when I did a complete rewatch right before the revival, I watched an episode that I don't think I had ever watched before. I have
1: when I've done... Mm -hmm. I did a rewatch shortly before the revival too. And there were a couple of episodes where I started them and mm-hmm. went, why does this not ring a bell? And then we got part of the way in mm-hmm. and I was like, um, I'm not going to get the name right. The red and the black Oh, yep, is mm-hmm. one that I started that episode mm-hmm. and went, why do I don't remember watching this? And then mm-hmm. about halfway in, I'm like, okay, that scene is familiar yeah. to me. So maybe I just, it didn't grab me when i watched it first and i didn't pay that much attention but
0: and mine was demons which is now one of my like top 5 episodes <laughs> and i i swear like i remember sitting up on the couch like i have not seen this how have i not seen this <laughs> i must well, have seen it but i, I when well, we've know.
1: had conversations mm-hmm. about you know remembering when you see episodes mm-hmm. for the first time and and god leonard betts oh, i remember yeah. that scene mm-hmm. and thinking you can't drop a
0: bomb like that and then make me wait an entire week. And that's that's something I think kids now just don't, don't get. No. And I mean, that, that's been a discussion on Twitter where people are like, some people will say they don't understand why the Diana arc was such a big deal because it's only a few episodes. But when you add in the wait time and the summer yes. wait time... It was a lot longer for us than, you know, Netflix starting the next episode. It took six months to resolve that story. Yeah, yeah. Six months,
1: I'm never going to get back of my yeah, life. Yeah, But, you know, we had to explore
0: Diana <laughs> Um <clears throat> And I know you're into Buffy and Doctor yes. Who and Supernatural. And of course, I mean, to be topical, like yes. the things that
1: are on the air today. Yes. I'm also a huge fan of Stranger Things. Yes,
0: Stranger Things.
1: Which we're going to binge later tonight and watch the the two episodes that just that just just dropped dropped. um i've been avoiding the spoilers same same i see anything that even looks like stranger things online i'm scroll past scroll (laughs) past don't look at it um yeah but like i you know like i said anything that's you know kind of dark twisty Mm -hmm. mystical magical um you know reading i mean i'm you know, big fan of the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. not as big a fan of J.K. Rowling anymore, yes. but <clears throat> already have the books mm-hmm. and you know, use those kind of a. <laughs> I'm always the you know, the book is always better than the movie, the mm-hmm. book is always better than a television show if yes, yeah. something's based on a book. So, I'm always like, read the book because it's, mm-hmm. it's gonna be better. And I have a, I have two nephews, the oldest is 14 and a half, and when he was like 9, 10, mm-hmm. you know, started watching the Harry Potter movies and, and his mom, my sister's also a big reader. And we've both read the series mm-hmm. multiple times and he was watching and she'd say things like, you know, well, it's, it's good, but you know, they don't talk at all about spew in this movie. And he would go, what's spew? And she, <laughs> she would go read the book and he would look at me and he, they, my nephews call me Auntie Shell. He was like, Auntie Shell. I was like, listen, I, If anybody's going to slip and tell you, it's going to be your mom. It will not be me. Read the book. And Mm -hmm. he, for the longest time, was like, oh, God, they're so long. It's so... (laughs) uh." So when he was about 11, Mm -hmm. um, 11 and a half, he picked up the first one and was like, all right, I'm going to try to read it. And at 11, probably blew through that first one in about three weeks, which for an 11 year old boy on summer break is pretty quick. Mm -hmm. He's now read the series like three or four times and he has gotten into, now he'll look for, you know, other series. Mm -hmm. He went from that to like the Percy Jackson series, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I am no shame. I read young adult novels. I've read all the Percy Jackson. I love Rick Riordan Mm -hmm. and he now he'll tell me he'll, we talk about what he's reading and he'll talk about a series and, and you know, it's, I love that. I can, you know, Mm -hmm. get him in and we can share a little bit of the fandom. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get him into Doctor Who. (laughs) He's like, you know, but like, how long is it? I, my, my bro, I don't, I'm not going to tell you that right now (laughs) because I don't think that you're going to be ready to handle that. uh, In 2023, we're going to celebrate the 60th anniversary (laughs) So I, maybe maybe instead I'll introduce him to the X-Files. and I can be like, it's 11 seasons and two movies. <laughs> and some books and some yeah. comics. Yeah. It's not nearly the commitment that no. Doctor Who does. But the new Doctor. <gasps> yes. So exciting. Very excited to see yeah. him. Shooty, and I can't remember his last name. It's, it starts with a G, doesn't it? I think so. G-U-T-I? Shooty from... Most American audiences will probably know him from the Netflix show Sex Education.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Phenomenal. Originally from Ghana. Yes. Right? Yes. Phenomenal actor. First time there's ever been a, a person of color.
0: Uh, G-A-T-W-A. Got we, got we. Shooty Gotwe. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's...
1: Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. I think it'll bring a whole new generation to the show. as and well. And
1: he is now the youngest actor to have ever played the doctor because oh, wow. he is younger than Matt Smith was when oh, okay. Matt Smith was was
0: announced. Nice. He's in his twenties, right? Early twenties. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Matt
1: was twenty five. Okay. And I think Shudi is like twenty three. Okay. I mean, they're close on age. Yeah, but. Yes. And I go back and forth between, you know, because most Doctor Who fans have it. Like, who's your doctor? And so I go back and forth between um, 10 and 11. Okay. So, which is, 10 is David Tennant. Tennant and Matt and Smith. And Matt Smith is 11. I've met Matt Smith. He's very tall. <laughs> As was his companion, Amy Pond, in oh. the series, Karen Gillian. Mm-hmm. Also very tall. Met the Meta and... Mm-hmm. Me, who is five, five and a half at best when she wakes up in the morning and is probably closer to like, you know, five, four and three quarters late in the day, (laughs) standing next to these two gazelles where they both have to lean, like they're literally like (laughs) leaning in. It's not self-conscious at all about my height.
0: And I know you're a big Anne Rice fan. Yes. Did you start reading Anne Rice when she... When was Anne Rice first published, I guess? I don't know. So, interview...
1: So, her first book, Interview, was published Mm in the 70s, actually. Um, Late 70s, I think. So, she grew up in New Orleans Mm -hmm. um, from a big family and went to college in Texas where she met Stan Rice, who became her husband, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, They got married at a relatively young age and moved to San Francisco. And he was, he was a poet and an artist and he taught, I think he taught at Berkeley. Um, And she belonged to like a writer's Mm -hmm. club and struggled. And a lot of people, like even members of the writer's club were not kind to her. She was writing interview. And so she had a, a kind of a difficult time with it, but published it, It. um, I mean, it became very popular, mm-hmm. and then it was. Uh, she didn't write immediately another vampire book, mm-hmm. um, but she wrote some other um, some other novels. She started the what now is known as like the Mayfair, uh-huh. Mayfair Legacy, witches. The Mayfair yep. Witches, um, but then came back and was writing what has become the vampire chronicles and that started um in the eighties. I was introduced to Anne Rice. I don't remember ever seeing her in the small town public library. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> probably surprising. But I had a college roommate lend me the witching hour. Okay. When I was nineteen. And unlike anything I had... I kind of, like, I kind of had an X-Files moment mm-hmm, with it. It was mm-hmm. like, I've never read anything like this. Who the hell is this woman? And what business does she have writing a book that is so incredibly fascinating? Mm-hmm. And she's... Like, we've talked about this. She's, a, a I think, a dense writer. And mm-hmm. I don't... I mean dense in that, like, she uses very lush language. You know, New Orleans is a tropical climate. Mm-hmm. It's lush. She yes. writes that same yep. way. And mm-hmm. I definitely... You know, when I read her books, I can, you know, I can picture the places. I can like, I can smell what New Orleans smells like. I can. It's like you can taste, mm-hmm. you know, what she's describing. So I read uh, the Witching Hour, mm-hmm. completely hooked. And then she lent me another one, and I can now I'm not going to remember remember the name. It's the the one about the Castrati singer. Okay, um, who his family like sells him when he's older and he becomes he's made a castrati singer when he's older and uh, there's a whole uh, it's a whole beautiful story I mean it takes place in that period Mm -hmm. in Italy um also loved it and then just like went on a I have to I have to read everything that Mm -hmm. she's writing and um I got Interview and then went on to you know the vampire Lestat and then Queen of the Damned and it just like I i could not get enough for probably about ten years. My sister gave me a nan Rice novel for Christmas every single year. Um and I I'm like a one em in hardcover mm-hmm. and I had the whole thing. I have <laughs> I have two copies of interview. Um both of them are hardcover, one's mm-hmm. in a fancy gold uh book cover Uh and the other one is just like plain so the fancy one is on a shelf and I I don't open that one as much and I read the other one I have three copies of Queen of the Damned two of them in her arm paperback one of those paperbacks kind of falling apart and the other (laughs) is a first edition hardcover that I found at Half Price Books in St. Louis Park a couple of years ago nice yeah and I just I'm like I have everything and uh, I made a pilgrimage I went to New Orleans that Mm -hmm. trip was because of Anne Rice she still lived there at the time I mm-hmm. visited the house that's in the witching hour um which you know the looked like what she described mm-hmm. um she doesn't she had sold it many years ago and um you know wasn't living there uh, at the time of her death but you know made the pilgrimage even uh, there was a tour going on past and they were talking about something from you know the the story, and they were like, and over here is where, <laughs> and uh, the guy I was with. I was like, that's wrong, <laughs> that's wrong. And he's like, how about don't make a scene? And I'm like, but it's not. It's those flagstones aren't even on that side of the house. It's on this side because that's where Antha came out of the attic, and then it's brown <laughs> in the back. And he was like, you need to you need to calm down. So I I tend to like hyper focus sometimes on on my fandoms and. Um, I mean, you know, I, mean, I have like I got my X Files tattoo with mm-hmm, you yes. the day that we met David Duchovny. Yes. So <laughs> it's you know that's the kind of hardcore f- fan that I go to.
0: And I am just diving in to Anne Rice. I read Exit Exit to Eden Exit to Eden in college, um, but I never read any of the vampire books. So I did buy a complete used set of the paperbacks, but I've been listening to Interview with the Vampire, the audiobook, in the car on my way to and from work.
1: My smile is so big right now.
0: <laughs> Which it is. I will say I liked the movie, but I didn't love the movie. The well, book is, I mean, it's a lot better because yes. there's so much more detail that yes. they clearly couldn't do in the movie yep. or it would have been like 10 hours long. Yep. Um but it's definitely making my commute through construction much more enjoyable.
1: And Rice makes everything more enjoyable, I think. Um, I actually am rereading right now. I didn't intend to mm-hmm. start rereading them. I looked for I sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna take a break. I need like some filler mm-hmm. books. And apparently now I'm just doing a full reread. <laughs> because I did the I did the witching hour. Um, and I did Lasher and Taltos. Mm-hmm. So like her Mayfair witches yeah. series. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of digging like Anne Rice. I started actually the witching hour right after she passed. Mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to go back and revisit because mm-hmm. that's the first book. And now I've read other things in between, but I'm like, mm, I've read a couple other books. Now I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep reading. Um, I, so yeah, apparently I am, I'm, I'm going through again. Yay. And I've told you to prepare for, mm-hmm. at some point, uh, the Vampire Chronicles and the Mayfair Witches yes. will collide.
0: Yes. Which I am excited about because I am excited about the Mayfair Witches series mm-hmm. starring Ambeth Gish, who I Same. love. I was really You're enjoying bestie. all her photos that she was putting on Instagram because she did kind of a whole Anne Rice like yes. walking tour. And it was just, it was yes. really cool to see. I haven't been to New Orleans like that in a long time. Been there for work in and out, but
1: I haven't been in probably twenty years. Yeah, like, I it's, almost, a, it's a really long time. I almost
0: went to college there.
1: Makes a note that we need to plan a trip to New Orleans. <laughs> business trip to New Orleans,
0: absolutely for research.
1: I can do business there.
0: Well, is there anything else you would like to share with our our friends out in the podcast land?
1: I, you know, just that I'm really excited to join the podcast. We talk about our fandoms and our mm-hmm. love of books and reading. I mean, you and I have known one another for what, 15, somewhere between 15 yeah. and 20 years. It's yeah. been a long time.
0: It's about 15. Yeah, at least 15. Um, yeah.
1: And I just, I mean, I can, as you can probably tell, talk to <laughs> a great degree about things that interest me things that i'm fascinated with and i you know i'm really excited to have that opportunity and to to join another community where there are other people that get excited about those same things and and i can have an outlet for that that geeky fandom side of me and hopefully discover some other wonderful fandoms
0: well and to kick things off for our season in september when we come back We're going to start with vampires, which is something Michelle loves. Um, So we have some exciting things planned for that. And then we'll roll into October with some creepy horror.
1: Dark and twisty right out of the gate. Dark and twisty
0: right out of the gate. (laughs) And hopefully angsty because if anyone knows me from AFP, I love my angst. So dark, twisty, angsty makes it super exciting. We
1: should disclose we are both Pisces. Yes, we our are both birthdays Pisces. are exactly f- two weeks apart. Yes, and we share a middle name. Yes, that is spelled uniquely, and we both spell it the same way. We do. We do. So it's sort of like now we're twins hosting a podcast. It, it really,
0: really <laughs> is. And you know, we're hoping to rope in a few more friends to join us on the podcast and just expand Fangirls Library, make it even more exciting.
1: Yes, I'm very yes. excited.
0: So until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. The Fangirls Library is part of the AFP Network. Music and artwork by Trevor Nelson. Mastering by Moving Air Studios. You can find us on Twitter at Fangirl Library. On Patreon at Fangirls Library. On Instagram at Fangirls Library Podcast the Fangirls Library.